Welcome to the Every Believer a Witness podcast. I'm Dennis Nunn, the developer of Every Believer Witness, and I want to thank you for joining us today. As you might guess by the very name of our ministry, we want to help every single follower of Jesus be more active in sharing their faith. And one of the greatest problems among believers today is thinking they don't know enough to share. Last podcast, we looked in the Gospels at four ordinary people and how they shared about their encounter with Jesus. Today, I want us to look at how ordinary believers shared their faith in the early church in the book of Acts. After Jesus went to the cross and died for our sins, after he was buried and resurrected, he spent a period of time with his disciples. And then in Acts chapter 1, he is getting ready to ascend into heaven where he's going to wait till he comes back for us again. And when his disciples asked him about when he was coming back, he said, that's not the big issue. Here's what I want you to be doing. And he gave them this command in Acts 1.8. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, I want you to notice there are three geographic areas that Jesus told his disciples to be witnessing in. Jerusalem, which would be your local town or community. Judea and Samaria, which would be like your state and the United States. And then to the ends of the earth. That's all the other countries. As someone has said, Jesus wants us to witness here, near, and far. And the early believers took Jesus' command very seriously. You might want to start a chain. I hope you have your Bibles open. If you don't, you can go back and listen to this with your Bibles open. You might want to start a chain reference beside Acts 1.8. And right beside Acts 1.8, write down Acts 2, 40 and 41. Because it says there, about 3,000 were added to their number. So, boy, the church exploded. Then right beside that verse, write down Acts 4.4. Because it says there that the church grew to about 5,000 men. And right beside 4.4, write down Acts 5.14 which says more and more men and women were coming to faith in Christ. Right beside 514, write down the verse 6-1, which says the number of disciples was increasing. And right beside verse 1, write verse 7. It says the number of disciples increased greatly. So the early Christians did a bang-up job in Jerusalem, man. People are coming to faith in Christ like crazy. But... They didn't take Jesus to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so God gave the early believers in Jerusalem a painful push. He brought about persecution. In Acts chapter 8, it says that after Stephen was stoned and, and Saul approved of this execution, it says there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And then verse 4, it says, Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. Now I want you to notice persecution comes, 
and the believers are scattered. I don't really think any of us want persecution to come to get us to do what we're supposed to do. And so I want you to notice as we look at Acts chapter 8, first of all, notice who was it that got scattered? The great persecution arose and everybody was scattered. Notice, except the apostles. So I live in the little town of Summerfield, North Carolina, outside Greensboro. And if persecution came here and it recorded it, it would say, and all the believers in Summerfield were scattered abroad except the pastors. It would be except the leaders. And notice in verse 8, what did they do? They preached everywhere that they went. Now, when we think about preaching, we normally think about a pastor behind a pulpit or an evangelist or some kind of festival or crusade. And the Greek word that's translated preach in that kind of regard is a word caruso, which means to herald or proclaim. And we see preachers doing that in Acts chapter Acts 8, verse 5. That's what Philip did. He went down and proclaimed Jesus. But in Acts 8, 4, where it said those that were scattered went everywhere preaching, it's not the word caruso, but it's the word euangelizo, or the noun form is the euangelion, and you might guess what word we get in the English from that, evangelize. They went everywhere evangelizing. Now, the noun form euangelion simply means good news. And the context determines what that good news is. In Luke 1.8, an angel came to Zacharias and said, I got some euangelion for you. I got some good news. You know, you're going to have a baby. In 1 Thessalonians 3.6, Paul said, Timothy came and brought the euangelion from you, the good news. But most of the time, the euangelion, the good news, is about Jesus that he loves us and he died for our sins and he, and he rose again. And by the way, he's coming back again. Then that everybody who will repent of their sins and turn to, to know and love and serve Jesus will have our sins forgiven. And we, we translate this word, good news, the word gospel. And that's literally what the word gospel means is good news. So here are these believers who'd been scattered abroad. And who was it that was scattered abroad? Ordinary people, just like you, just like me. And notice it says they went everywhere preaching the gospel. Some modern translations will say gospelizing or evangelizing. Now notice they didn't talk about their local church. They didn't talk about some particular preacher. They were sharing the good news about Jesus. Now, last week, we looked at Romans 1.16, where Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. And in my Bible, beside Romans 1.16, I have written down the scripture reference, 1 Corinthians 15, 1, 3-4. 1 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4. And there... If you read in your Bible, you'll see Paul said, I delivered to you the gospel. And then in verses 3 and 4, he defined exactly what the gospel is. That Jesus died for our sins, that Christ died for our sins, but he was buried and that he was raised from the dead. All these according to the scriptures. Now, I tell people all the time, you don't have to quote this verse. 
And that's when I realized, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1, 3, and 4, you don't have to do that. But sharing the good news of Jesus is sharing that he died for our sins, but after they killed him and buried him, he rose from the dead. Now, zero in again on Romans 1, 16. Romans 1, 16 says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone that believes. Notice the power is in the message, not the messenger. He didn't say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because I've memorized a script. He didn't say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because I've practiced my presentation. And so many times we erroneously think the power is in the messenger. And so we don't feel like we can do it. But the fact is, the power is not found in us. It's found in the message, the message. And God expects every single follower of Jesus, every single disciple, to not be ashamed and to share the gospel, the good news. Remember, it's the power. You and I can't convince someone to trust Jesus. We can't debate with them. We can't argue with them. We'd love to just pressure and force and grab people some and shake them and make them trust Jesus, but you can't do it. Salvation, forgiveness of sins, a relationship with Jesus comes when people hear the gospel and the Spirit of God opens their eyes and they respond and they respond to the gospel and they trust Jesus. Now, I like it when I share the gospel and people receive Jesus. But the fact is, that's not my responsibility. That's not your responsibility. It's not about how people respond. It's about us just lovingly, joyously sharing. And what we're going to find out, P.S., coming attraction, what we're going to look at next week is we're going to look at how is the easiest, simplest way to deliver that gospel message. We'll be teaching you that next week. You don't want to miss it. But here's what I want us to see today. We're wrong if we think witnessing and evangelizing is about being outgoing, about being polished, about being trained. It's simply about knowing Jesus and walking with him. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is in Acts 4.13. Peter and John have been arrested because they healed a crippled man. And when they're called in to give an account of it, they said, hey, it wasn't us, it was Jesus. And by the way, uh, you know, there's no other name under salvation whereby people must be saved. And Acts 4.13 says that when they heard this, the leaders marveled and they took note that these men were uneducated, ordinary people. And then it says that they were ordinary people who had been with Jesus. You see, witnessing is not about how well we do it. It's about sharing the gospel because the power's in the gospel. We deliver it with love, passion, but the power's in the message, not the messenger. That is so free and liberating. Have you ever thought about this? I have, by the way. Boy, if so-and-so got saved, God could really use him. Or if she got saved, boy, God could really use her. No, 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 no. If that were the case, then some of the glory would be ours, not God's. 
But these were uneducated, untrained, ordinary men. They weren't seminary trained. They weren't polished speakers. They were just people like you and I are. Now let's personalize this for each one of us individually. How are you doing sharing Jesus in your Jerusalem, your city, your neighborhood, your workplace, your school? I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm not talking uh, about abusing your job or being obtrusive or disrupting your class, but I'm talking about a lifestyle of wanting to just drag Jesus into every conversation we can. It doesn't depend on your giftedness. It doesn't depend on your skill. It doesn't depend on my knowledge, your knowledge. It depends upon our walk with God. In Matthew 4.19, it records Jesus calling his disciples, and he said, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Notice he didn't say, Follow me, and I'll teach you how to serve in the church. He didn't even say, Follow me, and I'll teach you how to pray. He didn't say, follow me, and I'll teach you how to read the Bible. He says, follow me, and I'll teach you how to fish for men. So here's the reality. If I am not fishing for men, then I am not following Jesus. Thinking about Acts 4.13 again, uneducated, ordinary men, but they recognized they'd been with Jesus. You see, sharing our faith is really a heart issue. It's a love issue. Here's a fact. We talk about what's important to us, and we don't need to be trained to do it. College football season's coming up, and I don't know whether you're an Alabama fan or a Clemson Tiger fan or a UNC Tar Heel fan or a Ohio State fan, whichever team you're a fan of, you didn't have to take a course on how to talk about your ball team. Man, we want to talk about them. Hey, let me say a word to my fellow grandparents. Did you ever take a course on how to talk about your grandchildren? Of course not. The fact is, we talk about what is important to us. And if Jesus is important to me, I'll be talking about him. Thank you for listening in today. I hope. You've really got a hold of it right now. Sharing our faith is for every follower of Jesus Christ. That means me, and that means you. And you don't want to miss the next podcast as we begin to teach you how do you share your faith. We're going to be looking at the easiest, simplest way, and let me give you a little tip. Because you're listening today, I'm not going to ask you to memorize any Bible verses. We're not going to talk about going out knocking on doors. We're not going to talk about reading books or, or watching DVDs. It's going to be easy and it's going to be fun. So don't miss the next podcast of Every Believer Witness on how to share your faith. And I want to encourage you, if this podcast has been a help to you, please get the word out to your friends, uh, your family members. Let them know. Tune in to the Every Believer Witness podcast. And as always, you can email us with questions, with comments, with thoughts that you have. That's info at eba.w.org. Info at eba.w.org. God bless.